Hi and hello and welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Curley and as always I'm joined by the creator of the rbr.music Instagram page, Jordan Murray. Hey. Hello. For each week in true RBR fashion, we'll be bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. On the rbr.music radar this episode, we're going to be discussing Fantastic Negrito's fifth album, White Jesus, Black Problems. This American singer-songwriter whose music spans blues, R&B and the Roots music is a three times Grammy winner. Over to you, Jordan. White Jesus, Black Problems is quite a story. Back in 1759 in Virginia, Elizabeth Gailmore, a white Scottish servant, fell in love with a black slave whose name has been lost in time. All these years later, and I might get all these greats (laughs) wrong, but you'll get the gist. The great, 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 great grandson, stage name Fantastic Negrito, has discovered he is 27% white and has written an album based on their tale. So White Jesus, Black Problems. If we talk about the title first, so as history tells us, Africans were taken from Africa and brought to Europe, brought to America. So whatever their faith was then in Africa, they've been taught to um, believe in a, in a Jesus, a white Jesus. So straight away, this title, this album title is a is an essay within itself. It's it's very striking. How did you feel when you when you read the title? You see a title of an album before you listen to the album. When you explain a little bit more of the history, obviously you can see a lot more kind of um, intelligence and reason and rhyme behind it. It's a very powerful title. And let's not get... Well, it's not that I don't want to get hung up on the title. I just think when I saw it, I thought that's a very brave move for a man that's won three Grammys. Now he's... Well, he's always done his own thing, but now he's doing it for the love of the music. He's got a message to put out there, and I think that hats off to him because he's he's a brave man and he's got a story to tell and he's doing things his way, and I think that's great. Looking into the album, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of darkness in there. There's, there's uh, redemption too, uh, when the couple's children are freed. It's, it's pretty much a concept album. So he won three, as you pointed out, Steve, he's won three Grammys for Best Contemporary Blues Album, which is pretty darn impressive. But I think now with this album, he's painting a more richer, more from a more richer, more varied palette with his gravelly encrusted vocals. It's almost like Johnny Cash meets Frank Zappa. <laughs> as a story, I think it's inspiring and only a fool would fail to notice the contemporary parallels encompassing American and African blues, gospel, rock, this country and soul with the song You Better Have a Gun on a purely musical level. It's, it is all over the place, but in the, but in the best possible sense from the opening sort of clatter of venomous dogma um, it twists and turns it's like prince covering muse or if you remember well say if you remember this band they're still going the eels do you remember the eels yeah like a uh, indie bands because it's the eels meets n-e-r-d the, the first album n-e-r-d with pharrell williams uh, i think there's a lot of n-e-r-d put in this a lot of prince put in this but then with muse <laughs> and johnny cash and it shouldn't work but I really enjoyed it. It's not for the casual listener, this album. The music is all over the place in, in a great, in a great way. I mean that in the best possible sense. And the subject matter is dark. It's about the slave trade. 
It's about true love. It's about a black man falling in love with a white woman and vice versa and how much that's frowned upon back in the day. Moving mm. moving from that and talking about the music again, there's even Red Hot Chili Peppers style guitars popping up as frequently as the finger-clicking harmonies. It's absolute madness, this mm. album. But I think, I don't know where you could put it as a genre because it covers so much. It's like Prince, just what Prince would want to do, even though Prince is obviously absolutely outstanding himself. So... I'm not sure if I'm just gushing over this album and you're trying to catch up with how often I'm changing my my points, but how did you feel when you listened to this? I think I understood it on two levels. The enjoyment around the story and the history to the album, I think, is important and it should be enjoyed and acknowledged and celebrated is a weird word to say, but you know what it means, you know, celebrating change and, you know, the past, the past being there but obviously moving forward and and there's lots of obviously sadness within this album but i also did listen to it as quite a lively fun musical album i don't mean that in its kind of content of lyrics just there's quite a lot of funk in this album you, you know you referred to prince a few times then um i think actually under his i think his previous record name he he actually signed with prince's former manager as well so i don't know if there's something prince related because obviously Prince challenged yeah. a lot of stereotypes and social norms and all those sort of things that, you know, we, we want challenged. But he continued to make great music. And I heard a lot of a lot of funk in this album. Um, I could hear bits of Wolfpack, which you and I both enjoy. Oh, um, yes, yeah. I could hear I could hear the Black Keys. I could hear Amp Fiddler from back yep. in the day, if you remember listening to him. There was quite a lot of, like, there was a little bit of, British neo soul as well, that sort of slightly more yeah, yeah, musical yeah. neo soul side, uh, Lyndon David Hall, or so there's this kind of like funky soul side while also being quite heavy in the blues in, in some places. And I know what you mean about it's not really a passengers album, and I agree with you that. However, I enjoyed the the, the, the sort of simple musical mm-hmm. journey it takes you on. That's not saying it's simple, and that I just mean as a a listener and a consumer, I. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was, um, it's it's a bit mixed in its tempo. It goes a bit up, you know, hi-fi, lo-fi. It's less of the Journey albums that we've talked about in the past, even though it is telling that story. But I thought it was... But it, uh, it, moves, it moves from blues to funk to folk yeah. to, to hip-hop musical overtones. And rock, so it just, it just, it should I think work. it's one of those albums. Uh, and you, men- you mentioned NERD back in 2001? Like, there's a lot about that debut album that shouldn't really work, and it works amazingly. You referenced it as an album that maybe shouldn't quite work, and it it does. I don't think he's going to pick up the masses. It's just not that type of album, as you said. But I can definitely see... I can see this being an album that... Because it feels a bit like a a mixed playlist anyway. I I will explore a bit more. You're obviously a bit more of a fan, aren't you? I am a fan of his... I learnt about him possibly around the 2016, he was on playlists and stuff, and I liked him. And then 2018, he released an album called Please Don't Be Dead. I bought the vinyl of that. Oh, the vinyl. But I mean, it. I went out of my way to get a physical copy. Since then, I've looked at his his back catalogue and then going forward. As the great Tom Waits says, mm-hmm. I like beautiful melodies telling me terrible things. And that is... That encapsulates Fantastic Negrito. He, he, he is good at telling hard facts, mm. but with 
so, <laughs> with a good melody, with like a funky yeah. sort of. So yeah, I suppose you could listen to it and just like nod your head. But if you actually get down to the lyric, now we're talking, this is deeper than face value. I also thought it was quite interesting. Whenever I get introduced to a new artist or, a, you know, a latest album, whatever, I often go on Spotify and I like to look at the featured playlists to see like what where an artist sits according to Spotify's playlist building or, you know, it, it, it's members' playlist building. And it's quite funny, actually, because some of the playlists you've got from a playlist called Dirty Rock, Southern Gothic, rock, uh, Blues Rock and Roots, um, Funky Heavy Bluesy, Rocking Vibes. Like, they they sound quite mixed playlists. They're not... It isn't just us coming on here spouting about another blues artist. I think that, you know, and again, that mention to NERD or Prince or I think I said Amp Fiddler before yep. like they're all quite bluesy in certain ways but also quite sort of rock poppy and, and, and as you said the hip hop connotation as well so I think there's there's a bit of something in this album for most if 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 this is your sort of musical direction um, he's a bit he's a bit older than I thought he was by I don't know why I think when I listened to him I pictured him in his someone maybe in their 30s 30s or, or uh, well let, let's not be ageist Stephen. no 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 i, I no. think what it was is he's got his finger on the pulse he knows well, he's pulling from all sorts but of, but i think uh, you know when we when we music. talk when we talk about music we, we know like you know for instance our, our dads you know in their 60s they've lost touch with maybe certain modern music that comes out and i think this is a nice appreciation that certain modern music is is, is actually really quite as you say you know finger on the pulse and Enjoyable, you know, this guy's in his mid-50s. Says a lot, I think. Yeah, he's he's establishing himself as a major player. And he may sound like almost everything, but there's nothing quite like him at the minute, or nothing that I've found on my radar. Although we have just pointed out it sounds like NERD, it sounds like Amp Fiddler. He's taken all these sounds and thrown it into a huge pot, a gumbo pot, a gumbo and uh, mixing it all up. And it's, yeah, Dr. John's gumbo. That's a New Orleans thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and he's stirring it up and he's just coming out with just them. This is, that's why I said before about Frank Zappa. Like Frank Zappa, like some, yeah. some of his albums are quite hit and miss for me. But when he does hit the mark, it's, it's exceptional, but it is all over the place in a good way. <laughs> I suppose to sort of take one last note of this album, how how do you think this catalogue compares to his previous catalogue then as a bit more of a experienced uh, fan than me? I could see him going down this. Well, I wouldn't know that he was going to talk about his ancestors, but each album is a strong album, but it's like, it's almost like he's been attempting to make something like this. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident the label is on, the Storefront's uh, album label is his own album label, right. so he can do what he wants. So because, yeah. Maybe previously, I think you'd mentioned that some of the previous albums had a bit more of a rock blues connotation. Do you think this more funky kind of blues roots? No, it's, all, it's always had funk. It's always had funk. He's a funky sort yeah. of guy. But blues is... Yeah, it's in the blues, but this one is venturing out to all sorts of wonderful sounds. It's like he's really enjoying himself. And I'm not saying he hasn't enjoyed himself on other albums, and I know the subject matter is dark, but the fact he's brave enough to put these sounds over the top of this deep, dark lyrical content is something special. But but, but before we um, wrap this up, 
What do you make of his musical interludes? With you, you don't belong here. Things haven't really changed. Yeah. Well, they have changed. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, don't get me wrong. He talks about Black Lives Matters and do the do black people actually care about their own lives? And he throws up questions that are just very striking. Yeah. And then you get thrown into another funky sort of Prince jam. Have the power and confidence to say something that you know is now going to be listened to and appreciated is is actually sadly about timing. And I think at this stage of society and, you know, in line with Black Lives Matter, pandemic, the current war, cost of living around the world, fuel. There's there's a time to... This is 2022, we're yeah, talking, in case it, anyone's it, listening to us in the future. Um, and there's, yeah. yeah, I think it's just, hopefully, there's a broad audience to listen. And that doesn't just have to be sort of heavy politics or putting on the news channels it, it can be relayed i mean you know we, we all know that's what scares me though that's what well not scares me but i think the people that will listen to this album are already converted to his way of thinking it's not gonna get anyone because if you listen to it you understand where it's coming from you have empathy for what he's saying but the the album title alone is going to put people off that should be listening to it well, I think if an album title, whatever it says, puts people off, is, you know, we all know the old saying, never but, uh, judge a book by its cover. You should, if anything, a title, whatever it says, should intrigue you to at least explore for a few minutes of your. Well, you, you'd hope, so, you'd hope so, but someone in the far right of America, the far far right, isn't going to be too interested in educating themselves about this great album. Do you, you see where I'm coming from? True. True, true. Yeah, um, I suppose the, the 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 retort to that is would would not. And this is educational. This is an educational album. Don't know if this is the time and place, but you know, some people are possibly beyond redemption. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, right. So as always, it's this point of the podcast where we would uh, pass the mic back over to Jord and ask for the RBR dot music star rating. What did you give this one, Jord? I gave this a strong four out of five. Strong? That's oh, a question. It's a great album. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> album. It is a great album. And I enjoyed it. It threw up questions. It got me thinking. It's a, it's a strong effort in his back catalogue. It, it's, it's up there. <laughs> but yeah, four out of five. Four out of five. Thank you very much, George. And I think four or five is so respectable. We... we we don't like to throw away the uh, stars unnecessarily, so rbr.music start rating 4 out of 5. So it's come to that point, as with any of our pods, we are going to do our feature, The Good, The Bad, The Rad. This week we're picking our three tracks, which as it says in the tin, is one good one, one bad one, and one particularly rad one. So I think at this point, George, over to you with The Good Track, my friend. The Good Track for me was Virginia Soil. It was bluesy, it was folky, it was a good jam. Like you said before, we were uh, started recording. Like they just play, they were just jamming out. They were just. I just loved the way it progressed. I think you were a fan of this uh, this song as well. Yeah, weren't you? I liked it because uh, yeah, it felt it winds. You know, like sometimes you go to a gig, they finish on a big power song, and the gig, or oh, everyone goes on a high. But if you went, if you went to a small club and music played to last orders. 
they're not power ballading a last tracker, are they? They wipe, they're like playing the night. And I felt like this song kind of bookends playing the album really nicely. And it is like literally a wind down of a kind of a music expression. I like it because it's it's got this sort of um this sort of uh, funky thud. Like it's it's just a cool track. You could just yeah. sort of you know, you could walk along in the sunshine to this quite quite nicely. Um I didn't feel like it was it was sort of particularly heavy on lyrical connotation. There is a very clear message within in the song, but it it's really played it with a bit of a I thought a bit seventies funk almost. Um I could picture, you know, sunshine streets of New York, you know, it just it's really cool. I really I I I really enjoyed that one as well. So so yes, okay, so Virginia Soil is our good track. Mm. I like the mantra at the end as well, freedom will come. It's it's a good yeah. track. Yeah, no, like I said, it's it's not too heavy, but there is a nice message to it as well. Um, so, our good track. Thanks, George. Um, bad track. We 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 struggle with bad tracks because we get quite into albums and we're trying to find find positive. But I think we sort of settled on the bad track. Did you did we settle on they go low? They go low. Yeah, I just don't think it fit the album. I think it was misplaced. It's it's not for me. It's, uh, it's I mean it's got a catchy chorus, I suppose, nice piano, but it just felt a bit jarring within the album. Yeah, I felt I agree with you, and I think the first thirty seconds I quite enjoyed, and then I realised why I enjoyed it because it reminded me of like Richard Ashcroft in like the late nineties, early two thousands, which you you couldn't really say that this has got anything to do with <laughs> like British Britpop of of that era. And then, in the same 10 seconds listened to, it almost moves to a bit of a weak Led Zeppelin Who-type guitar riff, you know, like a bit of a strong preamble to, like, a massive rock ballad, and then it just never... Yeah, nothing, I, yeah, nothing happens. It was too... Yeah, it's not a bad, bad track. It just is a bit of a bad track for this album. That's how I... And I think we... we for the first time in a while, we... It's both, the worst track on a, on a yeah. good... Yeah, but yeah, which is which is why it's the bad track for us. Uh, and what was quite funny is this: these three, we sort of picked without consultation. We got it spot on, which doesn't normally happen. We normally have a little bit of uh, variance. So, our bad track, they go low. Have a listen, see if you disagree with this by all means. And finally, the rad track. And I was quite quick to put this one in because I thought it was a really really cool track. And it's Trudeau. And you liked it as well, George, yeah? Oh, I loved it, yeah. With just the inflictions in it. And, oh, it's brilliant. Sometimes, well, not sometimes, since I've been listening to it, every time, really, I'll put that on, just... <laughs> Boo-boo! I just, just, anyway, that's how the song goes. Doo-doo. Um, I shouldn't show my voice. Yeah, it's a, it is an enjoyable track. It's like, it's it's got a message, but it's... Yeah, I liked Rad, in fact, you know? Yeah, I think it's also one of those... I think it's one of the few tracks as well that this this could be a track that actually catches quite a cool note and I like it simply because it's got the funkiest bass. It's quite a high pitch bass in this actually. And actually it's probably the one that reminds me the most of like Wolfpack and, and their kind of like kind of funk funk jamming. It's it feels nerdy but cool at the same time, which I love. Yeah, it's a fun track. And actually on on reflection to this album, I think this track being our rad track, it sort of nods to this album being, yes, 
quite deep and meaningful, but it is quite a fun, funky album in quite a few places. I like it. I like it. So our rad track is Trudeau. So do go out and have a listen to that track. And again, see if you agree or disagree with this. So it's at this point, we say thanks to everyone for listening. Please do take some time to listen to this album in its entirety if you get a chance to. It is really interesting and will make you think. And I think most music fans will enjoy it. Not going for everyone, but do give it a go. Please do tell people about the rbr.music. That's Instagram and now our podcast. You'll be able to find many, many more reviews on the Instagram page. Please like and subscribe and feel free to leave any comments or make recommendations for further album reviews on the rbr.music Instagram page. But again, thanks so much for listening and we'll speak to you soon. White Jesus, Black Problems. It's like Prince covering Muse.